Really? <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is, is I know you so well that my brain work. just like raps on that, and I'm like, D- dad joke. Thank you, dad joke. Uncle bad dad joke. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again on the Delco Young Democast. My name is Mike DeEva. It is awesome to talk to you guys again. Uh, joining me today in the podcast oubliette, uh, as per usual, Amanda Hammock. How are you? I am doing actually well. A um, little busy, you know, holiday season, trying to see how many tree lightings and menorah lightings I can get to in one go. I think you've gotten to about 40 by now. Yeah, maybe, maybe even more. Awesome. I asked I asked if my own tree lighting counted, but <laughs> I, I say, like, I, maybe not. I say count it in your house, yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, also joining us for the first time, Michael Lee. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure, our pleasure. Um, what we always like to do first time we have somebody stop by here is just to have you talk a little bit about you know where'd you come from, how'd you get involved, you know mm-hmm. what's what's the story. So where did where did this whole whole thing kind of start for you? Oh, so I was a reporter in a county. Um, I started as an intern for a small county newspaper, and then from there I covered a lot of politics, and then I was hired full time, and so. I'm from Philly. I'm moving to Chester. Awesome. So um, I went to Widener and I was like, you know, I'm just going to just stay here because I like it here. So nice. I decided to, you know, find a local paper and I decided to do that. But the local paper wasn't so local anymore. And uh, but I stuck it out. And then I eventually left there and I still had like a really like, you know, like like, I guess instead of saying love for covering politics and things like that. So I wanted to get into campaigning. So I did that. And um, I knew some people from, you know, my time reporting. And I began just, you know, talking to them and things like that. And they were like pretty old school, like politicos. And that was really cool. It was a very like eclectic, like diverse group. I was the youngest person at this this table like we used to go in the diner and sit sit around and talk about politics for hours and then from there i I, um began getting involved with democratic party thankfully (laughs) um instead of you know the the republican party um and that's how i you know i I started um i there was like a political draft that we kind of played around with for a democratic candidate and then from there i got i helped margo out with her campaign for when she ran for congress and then i got hired by the state party you know on the dreaded coordinated campaign (laughs) and um i survived i feel like like the cockroach that survived the nuclear blast (laughs) so (laughs) so now i'm kind of just in this like limbo period where i'm I'm helping um, Sharon Booker, but also I am helping Felicia Coffey, who's running for mayor of Collingdale. Oh, cool, cool, awesome! Oh, I didn't that's know Collingdale. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe me, go Collingdale. Those those of us who are uh, currently bored or looking for something to do, that is not going to be the case for long because we no. got we are going to have uh, uh, some some crazy times. I was just going to say, you, do, the, you uh, don't even, you're giving me that look. You don't even want to know the numbers because no. I know the numbers right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I, I think, As we're, I always I think do. we're up to about 7,000 people running for, <laughs> no, either, for either judge. <laughs> no, running for either judge or county council uh, here in Delco. The only one that has gotten out of this scot-free is that kind of DA position which is currently still only one person but that's not to say that january that someone might not come out and be like by the way we're we're still early on here so but yeah things are gonna get wild we're gonna we're gonna cover that a lot more heavily as we get into the new year 
Um, but, we could be Philly yeah. and council at large. So oh <laughs> that looks insane. Oh my god! Those how many? People. It's like what? It's not even. How many are up for that? I don't even know. Like, I think there's like three, maybe. Yeah, four it's. Up. I was just gonna say I don't think it's many, and I think at last. I, think it was like 50 i was like oh, okay well you've beaten our record <laughs> yeah i have some. i don't know if that's what you want but you know <laughs> i have some that added me on facebook and you know you get their invites and things like that to events oh and then there's some that like are, i don't even know about like they don't have any like promotional page or anything like that yet and then so i, I mean i don't know that's that's another thing philly politics is like a jungle out there it seems like <laughs> yeah. like delaware county politics it's like it's very easy to get into um very easy to kind of um know get involved with philly politics it, it's like a, a literal jungle and i'm just like yeah. i would never want to get break down in one door you think you're in and all of a sudden you know you push the the leaves aside and there's the other door and you're like damn it yeah. damn it secret <laughs> garden what the hell <laughs> scary <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a little it's a little wild but i mean for delaware county it's been it's so much easier to get into because there haven't really been that many people who wanted to for a long time so it's nice that that's kind of changing a little I bit think but it's still it's still much easier to get a foot in the door here oh, than definitely. it is in philly um i also think that with every kind of race that we're winning out here there's more races than that people are willing to run for thus yeah. the need for more people to you know kind of man these these positions and we don't yeah. have a lack i mean it's michael you know you're one of the individuals that i would consider you know having knowledge you know we talk often that you know, there's pasquale there's so many that we have especially of the younger you know, group that are skilled, knowledgeable, you know, for these positions. So I love yeah, the fact I mean, that we have our own kind of base and yeah, we need to of, really work with that. The number of young people who ran winning house campaigns, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Colleen Kennedy, who's been on the show, yep. you know, helped Mike Zabel win his seat. There were a ton of other folks, um, you know, just from just locally, right, <laughs> I, I can right. think of like, and I love that. Know, yeah, I love that because it goes, you know, you talked about the dreaded coordinated, right? <laughs> oh we, we go back to that. And we look at, you know, there's no reason that as these races, you know, come next year, and well, some of them have already started. But you know, as these races, you know, continue on, and the need for people to join is we don't have to look for outside absolutely help, we have more than enough here. Yeah. And you know, and more I like than that recent qualified people yeah. here, not yeah. just not just people that are willing to, you know, be a warm body and fill right. the spot. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. I, I love that, you know, so many of the campaigns around here have wanted to get local people involved and wanted to, you know, not, not just hire some mercenaries from outside. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's terrific to see. Yes. Um, when we talk about building jobs a bench. are good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because Democrats support local jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, house, uh, the house races, uh, Amanda, I wanted to talk to you about something that a lot of people kind of don't know about that you kind of have like a little bit of an inside track on at this point. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about staffing up a uh, local office for is, a uh, it, it, representative. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Mike Zabel's don't office? Don't what? sandbag me like this. Mike Zabel's <laughs> office? Dave DeLoso's? Um, who else won? A um, whole lot of people won. A whole lot of but, people. Um, um, staffing up legislative offices yes. so let's start let's start from the beginning you after <laughs> after the election yes what happened how did you get uh um get after the that? after the election i didn't sleep um no um after so okay so same as before so to put it you know out there um it's funny because 
chief of staffs are now referred to as district directors. It's a title change, you know. It, they do the same thing, and oh, okay. I really have zero idea as to why they decided to change names. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or, I or titles. No, they're not. They're not. Um, and it's really kind of funny because I'm like, titles are titles, I, you know. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I have gone from the campaign side of things to the legislative side of things. And I now will be working with Jennifer uh, Omara, our rep elect Ooh. Jennifer Omara. By the way, I hate getting that all out in one go. I'm like, I can't wait until the swearing in on the first and I can just be like representative and don't have to be like rep elect. 10 a.m. on New Year's Day. Yeah. yeah that's going to suck. Yeah. Now, is it pronounced Omara or Omara? You know what? She's going to kill me when she hears this because <laughs> every someone someone the other day. Uh, Not editing it out. I think it was Brian. It might have been Brian said it wrong and she looked at me and I was like just stop yeah because um, I used to say oh, Omara and people were like it's Omara then I tried to listen to her to say her own name and I do remember her saying Omara so I'm like sounds yeah. more okay. familiar but Omara yeah. <laughs> either way um and then I, I giggle because uh you know when when the uh campaign ads were always on tv and and you know you could hear it and I'm like and people were still saying Omara um but <laughs> You know, hey, it's like hammock. Everyone thinks it's an ICK and it's an OCK, right? Like the thing you swing in. But how, <laughs> how do you do? How do you say it? hammock? You know, it just doesn't sound. Anyway, anyway, I don't, don't want to hear it with the number of vowels I got in my last name. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so anyway, um, so I went from the campaign side to the legislative side, and I am the district director. Office director, I guess, is how long it goes. District office director? I don't. Mm. I'm the person so. that is, you know, yeah, keeping what? keeping the office in shape. Um, you know, yeah. there is will the, be... I'm sorry, I don't mean to no, interrupt. that's okay. But, you know, each each of the house reps is going to have just the one office, or are you guys... So that's on? interesting. Um, it, it This all depends on... And, and again, I love this because it's a side that I didn't necessarily know um, in terms of functionality and what all kind of goes in. That could potentially depend upon how much traffic you get for constituent services. Oh. So if you have an area that is so busy in the one office that it say it's like 30 people a day or, or just whatever number it is um, out there because you have that much flow of people in need potentially there could be if you can't staff that office with more people to alleviate that flow you could have another office um, you know so that becomes you know why one rep might have two different offices. Okay. Um, but oftentimes, I, I don't think, I haven't seen any of ours. You know, now some reps will take office hours in um, different portions of, like, their area. So, like, Jen will have office hours in Radnor, it, you know, at a space so that, you know, the constituents in Radnor don't have to come all the way down to the district office okay. in Springfield and then, you know, do hours in Morton or, you know, things like that. I think Leanne has one in Brookhaven, I think. I was looking the other day because I had to look up her. You're asking the wrong person. I know. <laughs> I, I'm like, I had to remember. Um, I was looking up information for someone that had come in and uh, was looking for Leanne's office. And I said, uh, you know, here, here's, you know, here's this address. I said, you know, oh, and in my head, I'm reading the rest of, you know, her website. And I was like, oh, there's office hours over 
in Brookhaven um, part-time. So um, anyway, so yeah, there's, there's the potential for, you know, more offices depending and you know it's it's a lot to do in a month before they all get sworn in and you know a lot of this because we flip them you know we're starting from scratch you know in terms of the offices now most of us have taken over the previous offices yeah yeah and i know that most of those closed down like in November. Right. Right. And is, and so there's seems been a crazy lot of early to me. But. Well, and so a lot of these people have had no and and it depends upon um which rep like, you know, a lot of these places have either shut down and and so they weren't getting constituent services mm. um since like say November. Or you could have the case of like Micarelli. Yeah, I was just about, I was just oh, about to mention right? that one. Hey, and I I said it without the other word in front of it. Um <laughs> like Micarelli I, I think they said like what six maybe more months that he has been non-existent in you know in in his area. So mm-hmm. like these people in the one sixty second have been starving, mm-hmm. you know, for help. So yeah, now literally it's starving. Back, right. Yeah, because yeah. A- them, yeah. after the um camp, you know, the election, I was in the office and it was like mm-hmm. a day or two later and there was a call that came in through the office phone and it was a man from Tenecum and he was saying um hey is um Sensio Dave is our new state rep now are you guys going to do the turkey drives I'm like, well this is still the campaign office and I said you know Micarelli is still your state rep and he said well they told he told me that Micarelli's office told him that they've all been fired so therefore oh they will not be doing a turkey drive so it was just the worst so I put him in contact with a um Food cover was actually headed by Felicia Coffee and oh, cool. based out of Collingdale, nice. and um, so that's so it's like you were going to let this man and his family starve because of your bruised yeah. ego to have to have your own little temper. Yeah, yeah. one of the things that I can say that I've seen, um, you know, and and this this is I guess sides, you know, put to the side, the amount of need mm-hmm. by constituents in delaware county is so grossly underestimated absolutely mm-hmm. it and I was gonna, is mind-boggling i was actually gonna ask for for you know listeners that don't know what goes into because we mentioned constituent services a couple right. of times and that's a lot of what they do at these sort of local district offices for the state reps especially um but a lot of people don't necessarily know what goes into that obviously there's like special events like you know giving out turkeys for thanksgiving but what's the everyday stuff yeah (laughs) shredding events but like the everyday stuff so 90 percent 90 percent of the people that come in quite often are um like they need notary services Mm -hmm. um and most people don't realize that you know their bank like like a TD Bank or Franklin Mint will offer that, um, but they know that the rep offices sometimes have people in there. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know other types of services, lie heat is yes, a for, huge for heating assistance yes. for low income folks in the which time, most yeah. I it it another thing that mind you know kind of messes with me is that so many people don't know about that you know and and that's. You know, yeah, I know. We're getting, I know. We're getting into my wheelhouse now, right, so I'm not right. going to rant for an hour. But but no, I mean, like, I look at that and you would think so, you know, like, I live in Burma. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a preconceived idea that it's Burma and that people in Burma don't need LIHEAP. And then I go, like, have you actually, you know, been in Burma yeah. and, and talked to people in Burma? There are tons of people 
that would benefit from a program yeah, like LIHEAP. Retirees, single yeah. parents, all kinds yeah. of folks, people who've been hurt at work. Yeah. Totally. Vital veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. there. <laughs> I was just going to say, we mentioned Brian's in the corner again. <laughs> um, vital records. Um, you know, birth certificates, you know, and it's not necessarily that, you know, you, you, so, so I referenced it <laughs> this week. I said, it's kind of like Ikea. You come, right. I always love referencing Ikea to these types of things. You come. Why? Well, because, <laughs> because it's one more thing we're killing. No, um, <laughs> Ikea's concept, you come, like you don't go and buy the actual made furniture, right? You go, you get the furniture and parts, you, you get the necessary parts you need, you go home, you build it, Right. Most of the way that these offices are designed is you come in, you get what you need, and then you go and and oftentimes, you know, we we aren't the end place. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's more of a federal issue or it's, you know, an issue for your state senator, but we will be able to give you that information and then usher you where you need to go or make the first contact, you know, uh, uh, between those, you know, places but a lot of times it's vital records um PennDOT issues you know um and LIHEAP has been uh oh and septic key card passes oh geez <laughs> that has been I I have probably I I didn't even know that there was a difference in like they I guess they had changed over from one thing for uh the senior key card passes to mm -hmm. a new thing oh, and boy. and that has been number one in the oh, past man, week oh, for requests. Um, so, but again, it, you know, it, it's people coming through that door are, you know, quite often it's their last stand of where do I get help? Because they don't know, you know, and a lot of times it's older people because they don't have, you know, like us, we go like, Oh, what do we do? We just yes. Google it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? Um, but they don't have that, you know? And so they come in and there's other fun stuff to that, you know, like you said, the events and, you know, getting out and outreach and meeting, you know. Yeah, I know Margaret Davidson does like a school bag drive yeah. all yeah. the time. Different state reps have different Senior stuff events. they specialize in. Yeah, yeah. Um, shredding events. Sorry, that one always. It's always I a mean, shredding event, which you know, I realize is not a bad thing. I've right? used them, yeah. Right? So I realize that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but again, it's it's all about, you know, going back and, you know, helping the people, you know, that are in the community. And and that's where all those party lines just, you know, go away, you yeah. know, because people coming in that door aren't looking necessarily for a Republican or a Democrat or what what mind you they're just looking for help and yeah. on our side we're not looking like you know they don't walk in they're not little sims with you yeah. know a green or you know yeah, a, little, a red or a blue one head, right yeah. <laughs> but i've actually heard stories and you know you can tell me if you've encountered any of this um but i've heard stories where people have gone in to you know over the past few years as different seats have flipped democratic where people will actually go in and say, you know, I need, I need help with this, that, or the other. I'll change my voter registration if I have to, to get help. Oh yeah. And like, oh, yeah. that's, that's I, horrendous so, that that has to be. So thing, I can but... say that I haven't heard that personally Good. in, you know, my, you know, my job. Good. Um, but that's, you know, I've heard that out of like friends' mouths or, you know, my parents, you know, oh, like that's always been a thing where they went, you know, it, it's it's a bargaining chip, you know, that or at least it used to be a bargaining chip. And I'm hoping, you know, 
that that no longer is the case. And I don't even mean that from my job aspect side. I mean that just as the human that yeah, I am. A, like that a... should not be you. Sh- your your voting registration should not be a bargaining chip of whether or not you're going to get information on how to heat your home and not choose between, you know, your home heating and your food. You know, so yeah, the the fire department doesn't ask who you voted right. for before they right. put the put your house out. Right, like... and your trash will still get picked up if you are a Democrat. <laughs> I swear. Um, they might throw the trash cans up onto the yard a little bit, but <laughs> just get a pink one. I had it's a pink one once. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's a bit different, um, in terms of, you know, there's not that, uh, fear. And, and I think you understand this going, oh, I've just gotten off of one campaign. What am I going to do next? Um, you know, <laughs> yes. there, and, and that's, that's a whole another conversation that we could be having because, oh. you know, the, that it was the, it was one of the things that I looked at before, you know, being like, yay, I'm on board, there's stability. Now, granted, it's yeah. two years stability, but, you know, it's, it's still something. better than a six-month stability from yeah. going from campaign to campaign, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that, you know, I, I was more than willing to be done and over with in that, like, what do I do now? Yeah, because when you're in the middle of campaigning, like, I remember back in the primary when I was during the congressional campaign, yeah. I was working there, and I'm like, okay, this is going to last forever. So, you know, it's time to get your stuff lined up so you can easily transition. And then I got with the state party, and then that was like, okay, I'm going to try to line myself up again. And there are options, yeah. but it's like, okay, do I want to stick around and be a campaign manager? And it's not, no, campaigning is fun. And, um, you know, so campaign manager i'm i am looking to be and i will be and i am will be campaign manager of um for felicia coffee for collingdale so it's kind of like okay it's, it's fun but then you have to look around and think okay what's what's you know what's to do afterwards i mean i don't think i can you know get a job there you know they'll most likely leave it for like a collingdale resident or something like yeah, that yeah. so it's like what what can i do afterwards right. so and even then i'm i'm more so looking for a more permanent you know, right, much like what you right, transitioned into. Right. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it, it's all, it's that constant lining up. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not owning or a part of mm-hmm. a, a consulting mm-hmm. firm, you know, you're constantly and even a consulting firm's not always guaranteed, you yeah. know, to be able to be in that, you know. So there, there's a lot of that that's, you know. And that's very that's it's very it's a very interesting thing. You know, I, I, I use the term mercenary. I don't, right. I don't mean it as like an insult or anything <laughs> like that, but it's very much like that short term hopping yep. from place to place when you're doing campaign work mm-hmm. um and don't get me know, wrong I, like there's tons of things from the campaign side that like i will be like oh i miss because you know that's that's very i know <laughs> you're the laughing. amount of complaining i have you recorded oh i know doing? i know i know and i do that all the time um and then i go back and i go like but i miss not sleeping for <laughs> 27 hours straight you know um 58 hours um there's a thrill and a rush but i also realized as i'm getting older that i cannot hang nearly as long in this and so but that's something like you know that that you you know being younger have to consider as well is you know that the sooner that you can transition into something that you know would be more stable the better because you know it's wear and tear you know Mm -hmm. It's a hard existence anyway, politics, you know, and, and having to put all that in, you know, is is entirely different um, and much more difficult. 
you know but my social life oh my gosh my friend (laughs) what is that (laughs) yeah my friend came back from med school this summer and i only saw her like a total of like twice and it's like oh my gosh and it was so bad like i had really great dreams of just relaxing on the beach you know laying on the warm sand and i haven't even seen a beach at all this year um let alone touch any sand so it's <laughs> right. like really bad i mean can't let let's just face it campaign like there is no such thing as hours that you work it's literally like you know 28 eight days a week right you know 28 hours eight days a week mm-hmm. there is literally no time unless you're sleeping that you're not doing something and and that's again that's awful and you know difficult to go through mm-hmm. but you know then we get three seats flipped and a Senate seat and a congressional seat, you know, and then you go like, huh. Yeah. Beat your chest and yell. What, what did yeah. you say? 700,000 candidates oh, next year, too? Oop, oh, as man. I kick the table. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jobs are plenty. Yeah. Yeah. There are going to be, there are going to be plenty of that's those. That's what, that's, that's how I shall now look at it as instead of, you know, 700 people running, 700 open jobs. There you go. <laughs> there we go. You're, you're, this is why. This is why I, I rely on your perspective so much because you can always put the Twist. positive spin on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a healthy growth economy thing. It's fine. Go. All right. Um. So I want to shift gears a little bit, uh, just to talk about um the wild shit that's been happening, um, at the county level. Um, you know, I'm sure that everybody has heard by now that the uh county prison board uh decided Mm. to give a contract for a half a billion dollars for nine years uh to the uh geo group they had to get Uh, that in real quick before we take another seat next year right absolutely absolutely (laughs) i will say i will say it's nice to see that the contract can be terminated with six months notice so that helps right but still that's 490 something million dollars that's like more than half of what our county taxes go to and they just do it with no with no input, with no nothing. And Sorry, I was laughing at that's what our, you know, all that money and what we're <laughs> sorry. Yeah, and they, they know you're have, getting to that. And part. they don't even get working <laughs> toilets in the prison. Like that's that's just how they do this. But um, you know, the county decided that um, you know, despite giving away half a billion dollars, um, that they were still going to be able to uh, reduce the county taxes, which is not in and of itself a bad thing um you know uh county council uh unanimously approved their budget for 2019 um with 53 million dollars in the reserve balance i'm reading from the delaware county uh times uh with 53 million dollars in the reserve balance council approved decreasing taxes by 2.55 percent or an average of about 25 dollars per taxpayer Appreciate it, guys. I'll get another topping on my pizza. I was just going to say that that's like what a Dunkin', Do- Dunkin Donuts order, like what? Two yeah. coffees and some Something. munchkins, you know? Something like that. And like, I appreciate it. It's nice. It's, you know, we all know it's something that they're going to run on uh in next <laughs> Sorry, year like yeah. do you, so again i forget it's a podcast because my facial expressions are just going <laughs> a mile a minute 25 dollars. 25 dollars. i'm sorry like i when i first read that when i first saw all of this kind of coming out i went 25 dollars. like that's a slap in the face like to me like yeah. that that's just like 20 like i i yeah. can't even i own, I own this house <sighs> i pay almost seven thousand dollars a year in taxes between but you're gonna between get the 25. school board and the municipal and the county but you're gonna get 25 dollars <laughs> back like that's like 
fucking whoop de doo I just want to take that 25 and be like, here, can we give that to, you know, George C. Hill for can the we, toilet? You no, know, like, yeah. what well, do we... Can we, can we, like, pay the county sheriff's deputies? Can we, like... Yeah, pay, I'm okay. Can we get you, a health department do, in the does county? Does $25 like, really... Like, do they really think that $25 is is a vast amount it's they, working like, what? it's working for a lot of people because i spend time on the worst parts of facebook uh, <laughs> how how is where is the justification that 25 is well at do least something? it's not at least it's not going up that's the whole thing okay and it's, i could have been you know, okay with not going up but i actually think i would have rathered them just stay exactly not like don't let it go up and don't give me $25. Like, there's the an 20... argument for that. It's pretty insulting. There's... It's a, it's exactly what it is. There's We're definitely an save argument. your grand total of a whopping $25. And keep in mind, that's only for homeowners. Right. That's only yeah. on the real estate taxes. Yeah. So yeah. that's not going to affect anybody. No. That's not going to directly affect anybody who rents because i'm yeah. sure i'm sure you know your landlord's not going to reduce your rent oh, by 10 bucks. Now, yeah. now will they will the landlords? Almost definitely not. <laughs> no, so the landlords but, don't get twenty five dollars back. Oh yeah, um, no, they'll, get, they'll get way more because uh, they, their dun, properties dun, are worth dun, way more. Did anyone, you know, not you, but yeah. like, you know, these these lovely internet people, like, did anyone realize what that actually? Yeah. But I was actually fascinated. Uh, Councilman Brian Zydek actually put out a a big long statement that I absolutely love. Uh, I'm I'm just going to quote directly from his statement. I'm in favor of lower taxes. I submit to you that it isn't coincidental that two Democrats got elected to county council for the first time ever, and in the first year that they're in office, amazingly, taxes are lowered. Taxes haven't been reduced in a generation in Delaware County until magically Democrats are elected. I looked back and found that there hasn't been a tax decrease in over 20 years in Delaware County, so I'm proud that my election has helped to bring about much-needed tax relief to the citizens of Delco. You're... You... <laughs> it's been one party rule for as long as anybody in this room can remember and <laughs> suddenly you get a chance to <laughs> cut it by 25 bucks because you've got people breathing down your necks and you're scared that your seats are in jeopardy like i know it's i as, know it's that's... as you're not even trying to hide it anymore. no no like, but it's... apparently that doesn't matter yet again because you said you know the internet lovely in fairness, in fairness it's like six people on facebook and four well... of them are probably in st petersburg russia but, <laughs> <laughs> but i think that also mirrors exactly <laughs> i think that also mirrors even like you know our, our national scope of things they're not trying to hide it no you know our, our Trump people, you know, aren't trying to hide that either. And yeah. people are just like, okay, let me keep going. You know, <laughs> Thanks, like, guys. It's yeah. like it's like you get punched in the face. Thank you, sir. May yeah, I have another? Yeah, yeah, it's, right. It's, yeah. it's they're just so used to getting completely dumped on mm -hmm. that. Like even just a little a little scrap. Yeah. Yep. Is like enough for them to be like dogs, oh. dogs at the table. And they're just being, you know, thrown the bones. Um, French Revolution, moldy bread. Oh, I don't God. know. Maybe that's where we're going. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Let them eat while. <laughs> Let them eat cheese. <laughs> Royal Farms, we're getting yeah. one of those. Uh, anyway, but like this whole this whole statement, I really just wanted an excuse to kind of talk about the statement mm -hmm. that Brian Zydek put out because it's like spot on. He spends a lot of time talking about how uh, Delaware County's tax rates are like anywhere, depending on the metric you use, anywhere from twenty five to like more than. More than eighty percent higher than oh, yeah. Montgomery County's, oh, yeah. which is absurd. 
Um, and we have far less to yeah, show for far it. Far fewer services, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so the health quest- department. Yeah. yeah. So the question that he asks is, why are our taxes so much higher? And again, I'm going to start quoting from, from the statement. Uh, I've come to conclude a big part of the problem is that Delco citizens pay a corruption tax. When we find instance after instance of no-bid contracts being granted to Republican Party insiders, you've got a problem. Though I expected to find Republican Party insiders giving jobs at the county, I've been shocked to see how widespread the issue is. When the head of the Republican Party of Delaware County is also on the county payroll, and incidentally, I've never actually seen him at the government center in the entire year that I've been working there. And when the brother of the head of the Delaware County Republican Party is the superintendent of the county jail, earning hundreds of thousands of dollars in compensation, you've got a problem. And when the Republican DA takes asset forfeiture money and spends it on billboards and advertisements in an effort to influence an election, you've got a problem. How much is this corruption tax? It's difficult to estimate, but my best guess is that it approaches 5% of the overall county budget. Mm-hmm. Now, 5% of the county budget, the budget that they voted, uh, the budget that they approved was uh, something like $350 million. So 5% of $350 million is not a small amount. Mm-hmm. If that's actually the number, what's that, like $15 million mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah. What could what could we do with fifteen million dollars in this county? Health department. We still don't have one in case anyone was wondering. We still yeah. don't have a county health department. Yeah. It's fine. We have a van though. Yeah, it's maybe fine. we can buy We've got the van and we've got the DA holding drug dealers <laughs> accountable. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh my god. We could have we could have a fleet of vans. I guess that's what we could do. And... Or we could have functional services for the residents mm-hmm. of the county. Stop me when I start making sense. <laughs> But, like, especially, like, to the south and to the west of the county, like, where they don't get anything, like, you know, yeah. I'm I'm all about all, Upper Darby all day, every day, but, like, let's send some stuff to, like, other parts of the county, right, please. Right, right. Like, besides just media, Springfield, and Upper Darby. Right. It's, like, the fact that this is now just being called out, and there's still so much resistance, and it's all the political back and forth and all that kind of crap... And, you know, they're all the Republicans are, of course, taking snipes at uh, Councilman Zydek. Surprise, surprise. Well, I mean, I, you know, what I think is interesting is it's math. It's fact, right? (laughs) Like you look at that and you go like, "Mm, what are we exactly what we're just mad? Like, yeah, this is factual kind of, you know, conversation. No, Those things do tend to make Republicans mad. Well, (laughs) but then when I, you know, what, what they're mad about is that he called it corruption tax, you know, like if he would have made him better word in their opinion would that would it have been a different man where's the lie well and i i agree but like if he would have been like i don't know the flower i don't know i don't know like it's just it's ridiculous that it's very straightforward and very true for what it is and that there again is still argument against you're you're like what are you doing i mean he could have called it the riley subsidy but like you know i'm sure they wouldn't have enjoyed that either the earth is still round (laughs) guys swear (laughs) oh man so they're trying (laughs) so but there's 25 dollars back if you are yeah or coming that's great you know i don't know what you're gonna do but you know (laughs) it's virtually gonna amount to nothing right it's it's barely gonna be missed like or notice rather so yeah i'm not impressed by it 25 25, bucks a year yeah that's 25 uh packs of ramen yeah totally so you can you can eat every other week yeah cool that's what they've done thank you thank you 25 
packs oh, of chicken flavored ramen. There's one guy on one of these Facebook groups that is absolutely obsessed with getting a Chick-fil-A here in Upper Darby. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I could feed a family of four at Chick-fil-A with that 25 bucks. I'm like, dude. <laughs> that's not... I don't I, aim <laughs> higher, my yeah. guy. I don't think that's even true. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. I, I don't think it I is. I haven't eaten at Chick Fil A in a very long time, and it's not because I don't like the food. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Actually, in any, so I'm a family of four, and I'm trying to think on average when we would go through fast food. No, not yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> you can get one of those like Taco Bell boxes. That that but... would probably be like you know the dollar menu, Whoa. you know Taco Bell hard. or the dollar menu. No, from... Brian. No, it's bad. <laughs> not enough toilet paper. <laughs> oh, oh sweet mercy, anyway. Pasquale. Pasquale's not happy. We're busting on Taco oh, Bell. Oh God, moving, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he he legit made Pasquale cry in a restaurant because he dipped a mozzarella stick and that's the picture that in I salsa? sent in salsa I don't I mean, know if like... you're welcome in my home anymore <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean like and and, and... <laughs> Pasquale was having such a legitimate breakdown. He gets through one. What's he do? He then takes the next mozzarella, wraps it with a tortilla, uh, a tortilla chip, then dunks the whole thing again. And we're, I'm just sitting there going like, you're a monster. Right? I'm like, Pasquale, just look away. He's now just doing it because... You're a monster who is made of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's, let's reeling that back. I gotta really, yeah, I gotta get this back on track here. <laughs> it's my own fault for getting it off, but anyway, this is all getting cut out. It's fine. <laughs> it goes into the other folder. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, I just want to, uh, not to bring the mood down too much here, but um, you know, as we as we record this morning, uh, we're learning that uh, Cliff Wilson, who is a former chair of the Delaware County Democratic Party, uh, has passed away. Um, I didn't know him terribly well, um, so I don't know if there's anything that I want to really say and kind of like, you know, speak out of turn. Right. Um, but man, I know you knew him a little bit. I, I met him before, uh, he had, you know, really gotten sick, uh, had a few conversations, very, very, very genuine man, um, and exceedingly helpful informative you know i i was speaking earlier and i said one of the amazing things i think that speaks of his legacy is that a lot of the people that we as young dems look at in the political arena in delaware county as you know these prominent f people are people that cliff brought in yeah. at pretty much our ages now and set on a path that have them where they're at, you know. And if you look at Facebook, you see that. You see, you know, from Scott Alberts. You mm -hmm. see from Tony Campisi. You yeah. see from uh, Vince, you know. Yeah, Vince from Gianna. And, I mean, there's Ray Santarelli, you know. There, there's so many of these people that, you know, the way that you read and you, you see all the influences that Cliff had that you're like, wow, you know, like, and, and it's, it's heartbreaking to know that, you know, we, do, we won't have that, you know, moving forward, at least in terms from him. But, you know, these people that are still here, you know, have that kind of wealth of information. And, yeah. and it's really neat, because not all of these people that are these prominent, you know, figures, you know, necessarily always get along. So yeah. it's like different kind of, you know, 
aspects of, you know, our party, but Vince or, uh, uh, Cliff was always able to bring people to the table of all different, you know, sides or, 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 you know, place settings of, you know, the democratic party, which is what we constantly champion about. Like, you know, if you're, if you're super far left, that's great. If you're not super far left, that's great. You know, we want all Democrats at the table. If you're DSA, we want you at the table. If you're this, it's, we want you at the table because at the end of the day, we all have a goal that we're trying to get to. And Cliff was that type of person. So, you know, his passing is very very sad in terms of you know his wealth of knowledge but you know especially as the human that he was he was a wonderful individual so i think you know it's shaking the you know whole kind of county party um you know quite quite well yeah like i said i didn't i didn't know him so i can't really speak but um you know i know that we always talk on the show and as you know the young Democrats and all that stuff. We always talk about, you know, we want to learn from the previous generations. And that was a person that had a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience and was very willing to pass that knowledge and experience along to the younger generations. Kind of knowing that, you know, he wasn't going to be in charge for 500 years. Right, right. So... You know. He also seemed to always be quite like a lot of us, you know, the anthill kicker, you know, <laughs> like rebel rouser, if you will, no. and was never afraid of being, you know, that person, which I think is great. So I always kind of hoped that he looked at us going like, good job, guys, <laughs> you know, like you're doing it right. People might not agree with you and that's OK, but at least you're doing what, you know, you you know, that that Frank Sinatra-esque, you know, do it my way kind of yeah. thing. Um, so, he, again, you know, he'll be missed. But I think a lot of, you know, the people that I just spoke about, you know, will bring what he brought, you know. And hopefully they bring, you know, with open arms the same way that he did to, you know, our generation and the ones that are coming up, you know, from there. So, yeah. you know, his legacy will move, you know, forward and on and, you know. who was it that uh i think it was vince that said rest in power you know yeah so did you know him at all michael no i didn't um i just the only thing i heard about um cliff was through other people and um he was his name was usually brought up as a source of like information like oh if you need any help just go to cliff go go to cliff and unfortunately i never really made that call out especially when i was with the coordinated and saw his name appear on vote builder people were saying oh you know he might not be up to it now at this point but i never unfortunately never made that connection or contact um to him to be able to ask him for help so um i do hear a lot of positive things about him from others so that's good yeah Yeah. people who's when so many people whose opinions i value strongly are you know so upset about it and then it it speaks it speaks well of them yeah From from the website geekandsundry.com, candidate wins election by literally rolling a natural 20. <laughs> I'm so reading that. I love that. For the District 1 seat for the Byron Bethany Irrigation Board in California. I want to move there. 
if you legit get to roll each candidate took turns and rolled the die three times they weren't rolling opposed checks as the results were tallied but after the second round of rolls the challenger uh total was 31 and the incumbents total was 32 uh the last roll determined the final outcome with the incumbent rolling a 13 and the challenger rolling a natural 20 to win the election. (laughs) (laughs) We, I'm, I'm so glad you don't know what we're talking about right now. I was like zoned out on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, moving on. (laughs) Now it's time for everybody's least favorite part of this plane of existence on which we live. Uh, What did millennials kill this week? Um, Today I've got a little bit of a different uh, tack on this because I, (laughs) I know. I feel like every like the past couple of shows in a row, it's just been like I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I'm trying to find other stuff, uh, and thankfully, you know, the wait, universe wait, wait. the universe gives. To to be fair though, I love the fact that we now get tagged on Facebook in these articles, like by yes. so many different people oh across God. the board, that it has become like its own little thing. Yeah, you know, if you see if you see a uh, an article millennial. about face uh, about millennials killing something, uh, <laughs> please tag us uh, on Facebook or on Twitter at Young Democast. Uh, we love seeing this kind of crap, <laughs> so we can uh, just make Pasquale want to jump out a window. That's true. <laughs> um, With his Taco Bell. Yes. <laughs> And no napkin because we killed them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna throw we're gonna give it a little little curveball here. We're gonna gonna put a little English on it. Um, we've got an article uh, that was published in the Atlantic on December sixth, uh, entitled "Millennials Didn't Kill the Economy; The Economy Killed Millennials." Mm-hmm. I'll flip that script a little bit. Um, so this is the basis of this is uh, a report that came out uh, from the United States Federal Reserve um, comparing the spending habits of the millennial generation with uh, baby boomers and Generation X when they were at the same age. Uh, the report concludes that, and I quote, millennials do not appear to have preferences for consumption that differ significantly from those of earlier generations. Millennials are less well-off than members of earlier generations when they were young, with lower earnings, fewer assets, and less wealth. Therefore, millennials aren't doing in the economy. It's the economy that's doing in millennials. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, so basically, the upshot of uh, research done by economists at the Federal Reserve, so people that basically know what they're talking about (laughs) um is that if we had as much money and as much wealth as previous generations were at you know 25 30 35 we would be spending money on the same dumb shit (laughs) or at least equivalent dumb shit i was gonna say depends because we've killed a lot of the dumb shit maybe maybe it wouldn't specifically be chilies maybe it would be like some other chain but like you know the same basic idea But, you know, and they did all kinds of uh, compensating for, uh, you know, area of the country, race, everything that they could possibly think of. And just across the board, um, what do we have here? Um, For years, various outlets continued reporting that young people were buying fewer cars and houses than those in previous generations at a similar point in their life. In 2016, about 34% of Americans under 35 owned a house. When boomers and Gen Xers were under 35, about half of them did. Uh, But the fact that young people are buying fewer houses and cars doesn't prove that they want fewer houses and cars. It might mean they simply can't afford them. The latter conclusion is now supported by research from the Federal Reserve. (gasps) Research? Yeah, go figure, man. Research. Yeah. Facts and science. 
<laughs> Did we kill that yet? Facts and science? <laughs> Wasn't millennials. I don't think so. But um, uh, according to the Joint Center for Housing Studies at Harvard, the typical sale price of an existing single-family home in 2017 was 4.2 times greater than the median household's income. That's 30% higher than the ratio in 1988. It's even worse in some cities. Uh, since the late 80s, price to income ratios have more than doubled in metro areas such as Miami, Denver, and Seattle. In San Francisco, the median house price doubled in five years to more than $1.6 million. That's a lot of foregone avocado toast. <laughs> like, this is, this, and this is what I've been screaming for ages, is that it's not a matter of, you know, we just don't want to be buying houses and, you know, doing a lot of these sort of like stereotypical you know adulting type things it's that most of us can't afford it the ones that do have jobs that actually pay decent are usually paying off student loans or doing something else to dig yeah. themselves out so you know to have the federal reserve actually say no this is real is kind of it's while nice it's, while it's kind of nice it's, it's also depressing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like... And what is anyone going to do about it? Nothing, right? Like, I mean, like, they're like, here is this bright, shiny research in which, you know, we're saying X, Y, Z, but let's not forgive, you know, loans. Let's no, make sure no. that, you know, loan, school loans can, you know completely destroy futures let's not you know have free college <laughs> yeah, let's lot, not yeah, you know a lot of people mm. a lot of these people the fact that you know by the age of 30 they're behind means that they're going to be behind for the rest of their lives yep. which means that their kids are going to be behind yep. it is you know it's a big thing especially among like the baby boomers and people of that generation like you know you know we want every generation to be better off than their parents mm -hmm. that's not necessarily no. going to be the case no. at this point um Hopefully, this is going to open some eyes to people who have been, you know, kind of writing off the younger generation mm -hmm. so that they'll actually see that, no, this is something that we need to yeah. address. We're not, not being... just by not just with fucking witty think pieces, but like by actually addressing policy issues. You know, there's there's do you have student loans? <laughs> No. Like, no? All right. High five. Okay. <laughs> that but, is one out of the three. Actually, yeah. if, if you can count the four in this room, that's yeah. one out of four people yeah. that do not have. Do you have loans? Um, I, I do not. Amanda does. Okay. She's got a ton of them. Yeah. So do I. And so does he. So, <laughs> but, you yeah. know, so, that's I mean, still it's, numbered. You know, that's still the majority of people currently in the house. Yep. Which is amazing because yeah. how, do, how do you put money for your child's? you know, student future with, you know, paying yours though, you know, like you said, so, you know, that, that cannot perpetuate, you know, we can't go anywhere and we can't even help, you know, the next generation go anywhere. So yeah, and that's thank why, you so much. And that's why it bothers me when I hear people talk about, you know, oh, well, you know, you're just looking for a handout, you know, with whether it's with healthcare or, you know, education policy or, you know, any number of different things, housing policy, with all of these different things. No, it's not looking for a handout. It's looking for a fucking level playing field. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we have a chance of catching right. up. Right. You know, and at this point, it's like a foregone conclusion. Like the gallows humor, oh, I'm never going to get a chance to retire. You know, like that's, that's, that's probably true. Yep. Like, honestly. Nope. <laughs> like, and I'm, 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 a, I'm well ahead of a lot of people. Like, I'm, 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 
a white guy who has fucking fallen ass backwards into a really great situation. And I recognize that. But the fact that like someone in my position is worried, like, you know, oh, I'm never going to, I'm never going to retire. My wife's never going to stop pay student loans. Like for anybody, for anybody that was even a step behind me from the start, like it's got to be impossible. It's, well, it's, and then see when you were reading that, it, it was interesting because in that same, you know, line of thought, I thought if so, we're talking, you know, millennials, you know, are are at this base, you know, like what about everyone that you know, like yeah, impoverished like, people? Like, yeah. I mean, like that's even more crazy, you know. Like if we're there, like they're dead now, like you know what I mean? Like, I mean, in, if, in terms if, of if the if Republicans falling, have their way, yeah. <laughs> well, we're falling, we're unable to move forward, and we're falling back. Like, where are the people that are behind us? You yeah. know, they're just might as well be written off, and you know not saying that I believe that, but you know, and that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of people of our age bracket are kind of working their asses off to make sure that that doesn't happen because they know that it's not just going to, you know, everything they're trying to do is not just going to benefit them. It's going to benefit their entire community. It's going to benefit their entire County state country, whatever, mm. you know, they, they recognize that, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. Right. So, and we're we're diverse. It's not like we're just talking about, you know, certain races, certain colors, you know, in, in that, you know, and that's what and, you know, to be fair, like, you know, minorities that are in the millennial, you know, generation, how much harder that's even for them. Right. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, I mean we're well, white. We've got, a, you know, a you know, let's like you said, let's recognize it. We've got the edge. Yeah. So what's a minority millennial? looking at you know like holy shit yeah there's been studies that said it's like way worse especially for college educated um you know millennial minorities particularly you know black people that they're usually better like worse off than say a you know non-college educated white person millennial so it's like it's really bad and that's what i'm saying like i mean if you look at this like you know we're like holy shit and and so what are you looking at you're going like you're like holy shit be (laughs) me be me right yeah that's 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 the entire point of like why why i even brought that up is like if i'm fucking struggling like everybody's struggling yeah (laughs) everybody's struggling but again you you know i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry like you know i can't imagine how much harder yeah it's it's a real existence you know you you submit resumes and things like that and it's like okay i got you know good qualifications whatever and then next you know you see someone that's like whoa this person's like way like underqualified than i was but it's a white guy and he's like wow okay great so cool story cool story everybody story my life so i was just gonna say oh my god real Science facts. Yeah. The only, the only, th- the only thing that went up, like wages went down, home ownership went down, price of everything, you know, is fucked. The only thing that went up is we get more characters on Twitter. Like that's, mm. that's we get more characters on Twitter. <laughs> the one thing I don't and twenty five dollars by the way. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's great. Um, the one thing I don't understand about is the car situation. I mean. Sure, you know, you need a car, but do you like really need to buy like a new car where you want to take on a car payment? I mean, I understand home ownership is definitely something that, you know, is beneficial. Of course right. it is. It's very beneficial. Yeah. But I don't know, car payments and I see that from a lot of people who, you know, can easily afford like a brand new car. It's and, a mindset, I think, yeah. with our generation that we look at it and we go like, you know, and and it's kind of interesting because it 
it's a mindset that you would think would have came from previous generations. Why does it have no. to be new? Baby We're boomers, being baby boomers want a new car every other year because mm-hmm. that's right. just what you did back in the 60s, 70s. Well, that generation the, just the is, you know, <laughs> sorry, boomers, you suck. <laughs> I love you, though. Oh, I mean, I, I know plenty of you. I just, so. <laughs> you know, this is the new car thing. I, I understand how they're using that to kind of put that in, a, you know, but also it's like it's not really needed i mean you can yeah. drive whatever you know yeah. 20 year old car 10 year old car so long as the damn thing yeah, goes, goes right point point and how a. many of those cars are better i guess you know consumption <laughs> you know than what we have now i don't know but you know simultaneously you know as more young people move into cities and dense areas that actually have like public transportation mm-hmm. it's not it's not as necessary yeah yeah because, and this is another point that we make almost every one of these little segments, is that we're finding better ways to do yes. shit and smarter yes. ways to do things. Yes. We're so, not killing it. We're just finding better ways. Yeah. It's fine. So, yeah, that's infuriating. And <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Oh, but one thing millennials are putting a lot of their money into is pet food. Like, we're we're killing the pet food industry. Like, those Karina kibbles and bits, which is, like, was trash yeah. for your dog. Um millennials are actually investing in better quality pet food because oh. you know we're not having kids you know i'm part of the child food movement it's great you know another high five and yes so it's great i, I hate you too really i think in lieu you can of, babysit i think in lieu of having a child i i think i might get a, a nice puppy um yeah. And but same thing, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for that first year, it's basically <laughs> no, pretty much same thing all the way through. You know, the puppy, the the dog might actually like you, you more. You don't yeah. need to send a dog and to the, college, though. It's exactly, and I mean, let's face reality: it's not going to live like eighteen plus years. Well, you know, it's not going to live. I'm sorry, like fifty plus years. Yeah. Um, like the human lifespan, so it's going to be. Well, especially dog I want, probably going to be dead by t- in ten years. So <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, it's just a reality. What kind of, of dog it. do you want? Well, Big dogs I, I, I yes, less. I yeah. grew up with a Neapolitan Massive in a house, and he was dead by seven so it was they have a lot of health yeah yeah, a lot of health issues but like you know i do like larger dogs so the dog i want is probably mostly be dead by 10 years i'm gonna face reality of that but um which is another millennial thing that we like to do which is face reality (laughs) imagine that contemplate our own mortality Mm -hmm. oh gosh oh if you want to do that definitely look up um the good death Oh, oh God! What is that? I, I probably sound so morbid, but it's this, it's this woman. Her name is Caitlin Dodery, and she's a mortician, and she's a, a green mortician. Um, she we she, just talked about this. Yeah, on, she's like, an part of the Good ago. Death. I I love her oh, videos. She okay. publishes them every Friday on YouTube. So oh, you know. For millennials, especially, we're always talking about like, oh my god, I'm gonna go jump in front of this bus. Let's, you know, it's 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 fun to joke about, but let's actually come to, um, you know, come to, you know, I guess, I, I don't know, I I can't think of the words, but Ew. let's let's um, you know, realize that okay, m- mortality is a, a real thing. So yeah. um, I think I think I forgot it was Ask a Mortician. That's her YouTube name. Okay, cool. So I watch that every like Friday. Nice. <laughs> and it's not as morbid and creepy. Like she has like a lot of cool things. So oh, nice. Yeah, no, it's like the absolutely. death positive movement. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, oh, God. My so, anxiety's kicking in. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> no. sorry. No, 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 no. Because during the campaign, you know, everyone joking. always say, oh, I'm going to just jump in front. I'm like, I used to walk across the street from the coordinated office yeah. and not even look at look the, look at the cars. I don't even look at the traffic. <laughs> yep. It's like, yep. just take me out, please. Yep. 
<laughs> we're good. <laughs> we're done here. Satan, take the wheel. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's jokes. I, I really do love life, okay? So, <laughs> but you know okay. what? It's it, That's interesting. Um, you know, if you look culturally, you know, understanding and facing death does the opposite in terms. You should va- then learn to value life and enjoy it for that much more. Um, so, that's not necessarily a morbid <laughs> thing. I don't think so. By the way, did I do a good enough spin on that? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I don't want viewer, you know, listeners to be like, oh my God, what is wrong with her? No, no it, look, they, they've already said it to us, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> get, the, get this girl some help. <laughs> no, I've actually... <laughs> have you ever had that thing where like somebody reports to Facebook like mm-hmm. one of your statuses, mm-hmm. and they're like, here are some resources if you need some help? <laughs> actually a thing that actually happens. Did it? Did it? Yeah. I, wow. I've only had that happen twice, and it was for, like, the stupidest... Like, I I wonder if there was someone that was just, like, as they were scrolling through, hit something wrong <laughs> yeah. at some point. Because I was like, that... It was a flower. Like, I don't know where you <laughs> yeah. were going with that, but okay. If you were really angry about that flower, you don't have to look at that yeah. flower. It's fine. But it's not, it's not like actually reporting something. It's yeah. like, I think there's a button where you can say, like, I think this person might be about to, like, <laughs> do like, something yeah. bad. I'm worried, I'm worried about... Uh, Joe, you know, no. he's not doing too well because he liked too many, you know. In fairness, it was a deadpan joke about, uh, I hope I choke on my own vomit before I wake up. <laughs> so, wow. That's a little, uh, that's a little. But the best part is, it's like people like, like we know you, like we're yeah. like, ha ha ha, you know, like, exactly. we're oh, like, good. Oh, you. Good Mike, it's fine. You're fine. Oh, man. I should probably be more careful with that stuff. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Keeps people on their toes. It's oh, fine. Man. People right. will be fine. So I feel like we already kind of jumped into, you know, um, <laughs> since self-care is important. I was just going to uh, say with Something that, one. that you've enjoyed uh, over the past couple weeks that has nothing to do with politics. Um, we've kind of started getting into that a little yeah. bit, but um, <laughs> anybody have something they want to volunteer? Yes, I eat. I just eat and I eat, <laughs> and then I go on Yelp and make reviews about the places I was just going to say one of those. <laughs> yes. awesome. but you know what? She has had some mad, like just some amazing recommendations mm-hmm. on places. So literally, you know, at any point that if I ever feel I've ran out of options <laughs> or whatnot, and I'm just not wandering into a place. I will go to Michael, like, absolutely. Yes. Uh, my, and we talk about food all the time, too. <laughs> my friend was like, she's like, there's, like, this uh, place in Philly. It, it's, um, you know, it's, like, downtown, she said. And she's like, they have, like, this rice dish. I immediately knew the name. She nice. gave this general. She's like, of course, you went there. Yeah. I'm like, of course I went there. <laughs> I, I go everywhere. Find me on Yelp. Nice. I, <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> now I'm like, wait a minute. I got to go see. <laughs> I Forget. Love- I'm not even going to ask her anymore. I'm just going to follow her on Yelp. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I love that that's your social media presence. <laughs> and Upper Darby has a really really good food scene like when i was oh, on my way yeah. here i was like i'm gonna go right to the jamaican spot i was about to sit right up on westchester pike um no no it's um i forgot there's where it better is one? it's like 69 it's called carib grill or something like that it's see what really i mean good. like there's places like you're like I mean, she'll be like you have to go down the alley make three lefts three yeah. rights <laughs> knock on the door twice Dude, and then there's and you're like the holes in the wall are always the best yeah it but, is. and that's what i love though <laughs> because like i'm like oh my god like this is the best food ever yeah. and there's a great <laughs> korean fried chicken place here it's Ooh. so good i bought a, a, like a half chicken and 
I ate all of it. And it, like it disappeared before my very eyes. I was like, whoa, where did it go? And I, I ate all of it. I was. Nice. Do you have those moments when you've realized you ate it all and then you're mad at yourself because yes. you didn't savor the last moment? <laughs> Story like, of my life. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, I don't know. Delaware County does lack in the food scene. Let's be real about that. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Everything else, it's like, especially out of Upper Darby because this is so diverse here. But yeah. if you're like in like Ridley or, you know, that Westchester, not Westchester, was it Chester Pike Corridor or McDade? It's like yeah. not everything else is like a pizza shop and it's pretty like, much it sucks or some like you know uh general you know chinese american takeout and it's yeah. like oh i don't one know one of my favorites and i don't know <laughs> if you've tried it um there is a uh pakistani i guess indian restaurant on uh westchester pike is it called Tishan? uh what what is the name of the restaurant laxmi's grill oh okay hands down and it used to be a pizza shop oh. hands down like the most they used to have a restaurant in Mattyunk mm-hmm. mm. and I mean just amazing I know, halal food. kebab and curry up on I 69th I, because I don't know of you know you just you know what just start sending me places <laughs> like here go here yeah. I don't want to go to Red Iron Grill Miller whatever yeah you I'm know, so bored with like those over and over you again. know kind of gastropub American fair mm. Like I, I need like I love to eat rice by the way. So it's like anything like a rice dish with stew, like I'm there. So it's like really good. Um also I like to cook too. So that's what nice. I do to take my, you know, mind off of, you know, dumb, you know, stresses of like campaigning. Cooking is great. Um I used to post pictures. I had a Tumblr where I used to post my food and I made everything nice. from like Alfredo, I made sushi, so um Ooh. salted big squid, you know, Chinese Ooh, style. What I mean? So I make yeah. <laughs> I make <Okay>. everything. <laughs> nice. It's kind of like the day what was it, beets? Was it beets yeah. the last time? Yeah. yeah. And I and ended I was up posting like, my mm, mac and cheese recipe right? on the <laughs> episode notes. Yeah. See, Mike, Michael now needs to be like a regular for, for things of like, you know, <laughs> she's dude. already she's already in with the recipe thing and, and you know, the food thing. So yeah, dude. just keep coming on. We'll it's have ba- a Michael hour. Yeah. You know? Teach you how to cook something good. It's bad because like this is this is like the story of the fucking Delco Young Democrats oh, yeah. because like mine was going to be food related as well. Oh, so gosh. like. I'm like, no, we're mine. Just, we're always very hungry, apparently. Mm. Yeah, but that's because this house smells amazing yeah. every time we come in because yeah. Amanda has been cooking something. She's baking oh, Boston cream Boston cupcakes. cream cupcakes. And also your cranberry salsa at the fr- Oh my god, that was amazing. I was so mad. I forgot to take it with me. <laughs> it was like, damn it, we left it that was there. So good. I well, and I'm not a sweet like I don't like necessarily lots of sweet things. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, cranberry salsa. I love cranberries, but is isn't that funny that we all do like cooking and we all do yeah. millennials didn't kill that huh? get them because you have to cook at home <laughs> exactly <laughs> with our ramen you can't afford restaurants yeah <laughs> but to be fair those chain restaurants like Chili's Fridays I, I like there's so much sodium in that oh, yeah. that I feel like well, I'm about to like, have them, a so stroke or something yeah. so it's good <laughs> it's just deep fried salt bricks yeah <laughs> Just lick them, it'll be fine. But I mean, I'm sorry, but can you like make me some of that? Oh, totally, it's totally, great. and it's easy. And I, I'll have to write the actual. I'll, I'll get you recipe the down. So. Um, no, I'm laughing because yeah, I'm like, I, like I, I took I, a I don't, recipe and yeah. I made it different from the recipe, yeah. so it's completely mine. You don't, um, you don't like write anything down. You <laughs> no, yeah. no. And Brian, the- Brian's at a loss if he, if I ever just you know keel over because i have no recipes here's my chili everyone loves my chili how does she make it (laughs) (laughs) but don't give it away because don't 
And I also love the pictures you guys take when you go to um, you get the matzo ball soup from that place down. Oh my god, Fourth Street Deli. We all need to just storm Fourth Street Deli. We all need to pick a day before all of this yeah. stuff goes like right. absolutely crazy and we'll all go down to fourth street deli and get my a favorite dollar sandwich that's a foot and a half okay high. Yeah. so so you know what i will make this my happy thing to do because we've been there quite a lot recently um <laughs> my favorite thing to do is when we're in the fourth street deli and that's the garment district right off of yeah. south fourth south and street. fourth and like bambridge yep. just off yep. south, you yeah. know it nice yeah. nice i um, used to do a lot of stuff at the schubin theater across the street so, uh, so did you go in often by the way I, it's a pokey stop i have literally you know. <laughs> never been there oh okay well even more for my, fa- a day when, my father-in-law loves going there i love it love it <laughs> but, um so anyway my favorite thing to do is um because if you haven't been there you don't kind of know what you're going to get yourself into if you haven't been there or know someone that's been there so (laughs) brian and i will go in and we order the matzo ball soup which by the way is the size of like my fist and brian's hands over top so like (laughs) optically it is as big as it looks like it's like that big yeah nice um and we'll order depends upon the day like maybe a sandwich and split it but what we love doing is and the reason why you split all of this food and you know you would think when people open up the menu and they see like you know pastrami on rye 30 bucks something would trigger in their head why is it a 30 dollars sandwich or is this restaurant like completely bougie like what's going on here right does it come out with like sparkles and you know is it crusted on a diamond plate or something because like 30 dollars for a sandwich so you would think initially that they would wonder why no and quite recently we went for breakfast and brian and i were sitting there and i could tell that this was a new group of four at the table and one woman ordered uh hash and another person ordered an omelet and this person ordered this and then and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and we we don't tell them right because we're awful humans (laughs) um so they come out and every portion of everything on these menus are literally meant to be shared or you need to be an eating champion because they are huge huge the matzo ball like i said huge the sandwiches are like this high and like that wide and like a grilled cheese (laughs) even a grilled cheese sandwich a simple ass grilled cheese sandwich is huge and like the bread is like that thick it's like that wide there's like 10 pounds of cheese in it you know the the French fries. <laughs> Michael's eyes just got so I big. Know. The French and amazing. my stomach is growling. I'm like, okay, I'm making French, a trip down there after this is over. The okay. French fries come out in a bowl, yay big, but they're packed this high. They are literally bigger than my finger, nice. and they're thicker than my finger. Like they're huge. So like to watch people realize that they could have ordered one thing, and everyone ate from that plate is the funniest thing like like i'm sorry it's amusing to me but at the same time you can eat for four days after you've been there because you're bringing doggy you know bags home and then they give you uh uh you get free cookies at the end which is really i was gonna ask how's the apple cake oh i haven't had it yet but (laughs) i walked by oh my god oh my god and my favorite my favorite dessert well and i and 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 it's funny because everyone's always like you know is it a real jewish deli and i'm like have you been inside like yet again like it it, it's got matzo ball soup on the dam it's got you know it's got knish on it it's got like which by the way i had brian eat and didn't tell him what it was and then my cousin ratted me out and they were like was it the liver or was it and i was like don't tell him (laughs) i like it better than scrap 
<laughs> Which is pretty much just a Jewish version of Scrapple, in my opinion. What you the, know, is it like the minced liver? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I made that before, but I didn't have any. What's it's it? It's really good. So I just really improvise with that one. And I'm not normally someone that eats, you know, stuff like that because, like, Scrapple. No, sorry, I'm a bad Pennsylvanian. Oh, I hate Scrapple. scrapple. Is delicious, and it has uh, to be, be the pork kind. Maybe, maybe I, I it's can't get behind <laughs> it. More, more for you. But. Maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's. I think the texture quite often for it. So maybe if it's like really fried hard, it wouldn't be too bad, but. Yeah. yeah it has to be like crisp on the outside but nice and like soft on the inside for are me. you a ketchup or a syrup eater with the scrapple oh i just eat it as is i don't okay. add any of that you, you know that okay. argument right yeah. like yeah ketchup yeah. with scrapple it like, it's literally yeah. like a what thing what kind of rat bastard psychotic would do i that? don't <laughs> i don't even eat the damn thing it's it's ketchup or syrup like people will pour syrup oh, it's no. it's like what cream of wheat do you put you know is that or not sugar, cream of wheat sugar. grits grits do you do you put sugar on your grits or do you you know whoa right? i have never heard hold of up you've never heard of that one either oh my god <laughs> like no again i don't hold on. <laughs> that's, that's hurting my brain <laughs> grits was always a, served as a savory dish in my house yeah, yeah, yeah. so Oh and no! Like, there's people that put because I think they in their head they think it's like cream of wheat and they put yeah. sugar on it and you're like yeah I did hear some people that did that and it was yeah. just like yeah what that's that's yeah. a surefire my, way to get Southerners to know that it's a damn Yankee at the table because <laughs> my family my family is Italian going back so like. I didn't really get behind grits but polenta, polenta. is a yep. is a fucking thing. I love um, so good, my great grandmother. Uh, it was like the little the polenta cakes yeah no she would do like the little triangles <gasps> in, in her her, her uh, tomato sauce and just like oh god but anyway um the idea of that being starving now the idea of that yeah. being a sweet thing is, is weird blowing my mind yeah yeah, oh, yeah. like i can't even wrap my people will that. put butter and sugar on mm-hmm. grits mm-hmm. uh then you have your cheese grits mm-hmm. brian brian managed you mean the right way yeah yeah <laughs> brian managed to get there is a restaurant over in haverford called kettle Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian, they used to only have shrimp and grits on the menu every now and then. And Brian whined and <laughs> cried and told them it was the most amazing thing ever that they made it a permanent staple on mm. the you menu. Have, you have so, done a great service yeah, to our community, yeah. sir. But it's a very, like, if you think about it though, like around here and I, I don't necessarily know for Upper Darby, but like, it's hard to find a restaurant that serves grits, you know? Mm-hmm. No. So at least good grits. And you got to drive all the way to Lancaster to get a Waffle House. So. <laughs> He knows. He knows. Oh my! Did you see the look on his face? You're either going to Lancaster or you're driving all the way like down into the depths yeah, of like yeah. yeah. I know where both of them are at, and I have eaten. It's okay. Moving we'll take on. you back to sheets. <clears throat> so, right. what was your food? I'm going to continue uh, the food because yeah. there's a there's a restaurant uh, called Miss Rachel's Pantry in South Philly. Um, it's like you've got to book it well ahead of time, and it's like. Um, They've got a couple of, like, two-person tables, but most of it is, like, just a big, long table with, like, communal seating around it. Cool. Um, All plant-based, all vegan. Um, Sometimes they do these, like, uh, these, uh, like, Italian dinners that are, like, unbelievably good. Like, everything there is awesome, Mm. but the Italian dinners are unbelievably good. And, like, they sell sweatshirts that have lasagna across them and stuff. (laughs) Um, So they were actually, uh, they just put up on Instagram yesterday that they were selling some pans of lasagna for takeout. Um, So we reserved one. It gets picked up on the 23rd. (laughs) Um, So that's our Christmas dinner. is going to be a giant fucking lasagna. What what time? 
They're sold out. No, no, no. I meant Sorry. like, what time are you picking yours up? Oh. <laughs> Go and pretend that you're Mike. I, Get there an hour earlier. I will throw hands over this lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> this lasagna is so damn good. This uh, lasagna is the second best I have ever had. Miss, after Miss after my aforementioned great grandmother. I'm like, wait, I want to yeah. look that up. Miss, Miss Rachel's, Rachel's pantry. pantry. Yeah, I know what uh, we're everything. Doing for Christmas yeah, and it's all it's all vegan. Um, nice. but it's I've literally never eaten something that they serve me that I don't love. And they always do. It's like, you know, it's like set menu every night that changes and like, mm-hmm. you know what you, they just, when you get there, they say, here's what we're having tonight. Mm-hmm. And it's always fucking unbelievably mm-hmm. good. It's so good. That's going to be a new one to go yeah. to. But if you can get one of the Italian nights, especially yeah. they're so goddamn good. I don't Even know how they make their, hungry. they make their own like lasagna. They're, they make their own like mozzarella in house. I don't know what they use exactly, mm. um, like what kind of alternate milk they use. But it's it's just like it's. All I know is I'm now I just want to eat my like, shoe. Like a vegan, now a like, vegan caprese salad where it's just like the mozzarella, the tomato, and the yeah. basil, and a little bit of olive oil. That should not be like the that should not blow anybody's mind do you know what i love about that though like because you and brian are very similar in terms of like you like you guys like your steak like you know you you don't I not mean, I, not eat meat yeah. if that makes i haven't sense. eaten beef specifically in a while but but yeah, i reduced well, my beef intake yeah, yeah okay i think we all have no cow farts are the single worst thing for the environment did, just did we but did we kill <laughs> did we kill the beef industry is that a thing probably yet? anyway um but you are meat eaters i guess is the better way of Overall, putting it yes. um but like when we've gone to veg brian and i like his mind wrapping around like you know the food that he's eaten there and how much he loves it i love what and that's kind of like what you're saying like you know with the mozzarella like these things are like but specifically know. at veg like the beets that they do like the pastrami with all the like uh bagels and locks and like the rye crumbs and stuff oh, oh we haven't tried that what's, what's... that's stupid good and then the pretzel with the rutabaga oh, yeah yeah dude the pretzel <laughs> um they also do the single best thing i've ever had from them it was like a uh, uh, roasted carrot with like uh, harissa lentils and stuff Ooh. like that underneath. And when it gets to the table, it's just like a plate with a giant fucking carrot sitting on it. It's not trying to look like anything else. It's just like, fuck you. This is vegetables. You're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I love you that. do. Yeah, you do. The maitake mushrooms are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Right. And yeah. then oh. shaved Brussels sprouts. So my my dessert, which I don't normally, you know, eat dessert, they had a, and, and I love carrot cake. I love carrot cake to nobody's end. Mm-hmm. So... I went and that, and that would happen to be on the menu. And I was like, all right, how good, you know, and I should stop doing this because like they legit, you know, every time meet that, um, how good is it going to be? And I dug in and I was like, I was not disappointed. And they had chunks of actual glazed carrots in there, nice. which was like, I thought was going to be weird, but it wasn't. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, I could be, but see, I don't want to have to be the, the cook. I could totally be vegan if I didn't have to cook. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to have to put the effort in, you know. I, I've I mean, been trained Amanda, for so long. It's much long. easier than it used to be. Is it? Is but it? vegan meal prep seems so hard. Like, I saw how people make, like, the uh, tofu to get, like, the meat texture. 
And that looks so That's difficult. what I'm saying. It's, like, it's, yeah. what, where you got to, like, freeze it and then thaw and, like, it and then press drain it, out. it. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, it's a little annoying. Caramelize it. That's why I'm just going to. There's better options. Win the lottery (laughs) so that we can hire vegan chefs for everyone and we'll be much better for it. And then hire Amanda to just bake. (laughs) Um, I keep telling Amanda, does she listen to the show? I have. Maybe. All right, Amanda, if you're listening, and no, I'm not talking to myself, I'm talking to Mike's wife, Amanda most amazing person um you need to open your own bakery i know that's probably you know much much harder than saying but she just is the most amazing (laughs) individual who has produced some of the most amazing vegan i know you're pointing because he's like she you heard her she was like there will be leftovers brian's eyes like literally (laughs) popped out of his head he was like yay see (laughs) <laughs> okay all right before so anyway, this gets completely out of control open up a bakery and i like starve to death i know like, yeah we're gonna land this plane here um, eat the microphones that'll yeah. be fine oh so gosh. michael thank you so much for joining us oh, thank you come back anytime no, come back always <laughs> if we yeah. can yeah. if we can ever get a recording organized more than like two days in advance um it's always it's it's hit or miss especially with you know like the end of the year which, by the yeah, way, yeah. yay, we successfully, yeah. we have to say, it, we made a whole year. Yes, yes. The first episode of the Delco Young Democast was published on the internet on December 10th yes. of 2017. Yeah. Isn't so, that crazy? Did you guys have like a party or something? No. No. Oh, you guys Because we're so low key yeah. and This is our back. party. This, this is, is our, our party. party. You have, you have graced us with the party. Oh, that's, thank that's you. you've mentioned it and now we'll have it yeah some cupcakes upstairs oh yes, there we exactly. go all right, yeah, exactly yeah anyway. all the cupcakes <laughs> but thank you all for for being with us for a, an entire friggin year which is ridiculous um and hopefully more to come um but yeah we want to thank uh the band tin mouth for letting us use their song generation to generation as our theme song and we want to thank everybody out there for listening we really appreciate it and we will talk to you next time take care Silence.